course, there's no going back and listening to the podcasts to find out because you edited all of that out, right? Thank God. I, <laughs> God, I don't, I don't want to hear that again. Well, is that about a passenger? Oh, I see a clock on the screen. Oh, 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 I see. I was probably like prepping for an eventual second session. Oh, that coincides I, with some of uh, the other stuff. I know who the passenger is. Hi, little guy. <laughs> As he pats his stomach. The only reason why I haven't tried taking it out with a spoon is that the drugs are really good. <laughs> They give me those drugs to keep me from taking it out with a spoon. Possibly. Possibly. Are you sure it's not all in your head, Reinhardt? There's that, too. You may have to stay here for a long time. <laughs> You're a very sick man, Reinhardt. <laughs> so let, let's be silly and I, can, I think start with like a uh, somewhat rem- reminiscent of the of, uh, last session. So, Weld, tell me about a recurring nightmare that Jack has. It'd probably be something about the undefined legal problems coming back at him and yeah, him being back to sort of being homeless and uh, having being out on the streets. Okay, so like um, being slapped with papers and having his business taken away and then being on the streets. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're you're having that nightmare. You've had everything taken away and, and uh, you're kind of roaming the streets in, in tattered clothing. And uh, you see a, like, brotherhood soup kitchen across the street, uh, which is, like, conspicuously empty um, of, of hobos and, and, uh, and transients. And the person in charge of a soup kitchen standing in front of a big steaming pot uh, is Duval. And she kind of waves you over. Okay. She says, uh, I mean, she does all the, like, the kind of nightmare <laughs> thing of like filling up a bowl and then like handing it. It seems like she's handing it to you, but some other hobo is there taking it and you're not getting it. She's kind of pantomiming the whole idea of like, oh no, you're untouched. Don't come here to my soup kitchen. But her voice is that of her voice and expressions are, are completely different uh, as in the previous dream. Right. And she says, uh, I will be short this time. A contact spotted Lito Thompson the escaped heretic uh, in the vicinity of the Tranquility Center, the Luna City Tranquility Center. I cannot go. I'm too close to this. Salvatore is still working out who set him up. We need you to ascertain whether or not this is true. And if it is true, take appropriate measures up to and including involving the Brotherhood proper. Do you understand? How do I know who in the Brotherhood to trust? Um, hmm, how would you answer that? <laughs> Yeah, it's a very good question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she uh, hesitates for a moment, and then she says, um, "There is a uh, reviser, uh, a man, a man called Hagen. You will remember his number when you wake up." And like that's where it uh, sort of fades, uh, and you come to where? Where have you fallen asleep? Pray, pray tell. No, I think he actually is at uh, is at home for once. Is uh, is uh somewhat crappy apartment <laughs> it, it has he moved on from that like little little super cheap 
quote unquote safe house apartment that was uh, a re refurbished factory or yeah i think he's uh got something like at least one click above that <laughs> it doesn't smell of chemicals and and uh <laughs> cleaning products so so uh this is a, i assume like a similarly or well you came into some money maybe you have been able to get a half decent like lower middle class dwelling no problem is it in bed is it uh, you know were you sitting were you typing something were you what were you doing i uh, he was probably sitting in the chair with the the paper and the the radio ah okay uh morning evening night night what what's the general impression is this like a oh i just moved in i have no possessions it's totally bare bones empty or like do we have some working from home photos or documents nailed to the wall or or yeah there's probably some stuff of what i could get about you know trying to track down klaus like a file of stuff that was thrown on the table there klaus mentioned managed to contact you via the the uh, radio band uh, in the car right last session maybe there's some information on on the the facility that i so i think uh if this were like our, our super cool tv show we would we would see like you're looking down at the this folder you have on on the tabletop and it says like tranquility center on it to to um you know mirror what uh, what duval said that's that's where he was spotted the thompson the influencer that influencer in the manipulator that's a better word so yeah what do you do what's the first thing that um jack is uh, that we see jack doing probably grumbling about can't get any sleep anymore without duval coming in and <laughs> disturbing it <laughs> complain about that last time i see all <laughs> invasive brotherhood surveillance yeah. <laughs> even in your dreams you can't get away from them <laughs> so what's the plan check what time it actually is uh you said night so let's say it's uh like approaching uh 11 ish say gather his stuff and look to make his way to that part of town to start staking out the, the facility all right Let's leave you there for the moment and cut over to Klaus. Uh, and I think we're going to start with a, a lovely, lovely dream as well. You must be dreaming. This, well, dreaming, not, not dreaming that you're snoring. It must be a dream because you're, you're strapped to the bed. Uh, that much is, is you know, uh, true to life. <laughs> your, your eyes are kind of wide open and you feel tension in your entire body and you're looking up. Uh, into the ceiling, and you uh, have this irrepressible laughter just forcing itself up out of you. You can't stop, and it's almost like where it, where it makes you, your body, your entire body cramp. It's that bad, and the entire ceiling is crawling with maggots. Oh, yum! And you're just your mouth is wide open, just letting out this mad laughter and you begin to hear over the laughter the screaming this high-pitched screaming as as these maggots begin to fall from the ceiling toward your face and you can see with telescopic precision that these maggots have the faces of the people like on the faculty board that <laughs> like kicked you out of universe they're all screaming in absolute terror as they are falling from the ceiling in laughing mouth Yep. And you kind of wake right. up kind of in a in a sweat 
try to lift a hand and you can't because because that's strapped down too. Right. So uh, we're gonna be make some making some adjustments here. Uh, I'm gonna have you write down thing on your sheet, uh, and it's gonna be under a heading under a heading called Madness Parasite. Ooh, lovely. So now that you wake up, you feel kind of distant. Like you, you, it's not quite like being drunk where you're like not quite in control of everything, but it's kind of like you feel numb, like you are numb when you're drunk. Not dizzy, but you're kind of distant from yourself or, or within yourself, deeper within yourself. You're, you're not quite in charge. You can feel and, and remember that there are things like memories and, and things away off in a distance in a wall of blur, behind a wall of blur, right? You can fairly well remember the, the events of yesterday when you you know, strapped in and Boris was was looking at you with jealousy, you think. And um, the day before that is kind of blurry and like anything past a week ago is like not there. But then you have like these odd pinpoint realizations, like the faces on the maggots were like the people who kicked you out of university. And But then you have no other re- references, right? But w- when you like, you do that reflex, like, okay, I need to like touch my face or something. and you And you realize you're strapped in. You notice that the straps kind of give a little, like they you you reach farther than you would normally, and it's like you didn't even make an effort. Um, you're almost half. You're almost beginning to wonder if, like, if you gave a serious effort to this, you could maybe rip yourself free. So mechanically, we're gonna we're gonna simulate this by giving you a as long as you have the madness parasite here, and it's not getting any worse or better. Well, when any worse anyway. Uh, or staying the same. Uh, you're going to have a minus one to int and um, mental strength, but plus one to strength and physique. Now, remember to mark this under the Madness Parasite so you remember that if you get rid of it for some reason, then you, you can go back to your normal values, right? And this is like, you have this weird like mental fog, difficulty to recall things, but you feel physically strong in every way. I look down my stomach, is Cus Jr. busy or... Again, like the whole physical sensation thing is very distant. Uh, you're not quite in, connected to your body. You feel kind of weird float, uh, this weird floaty feeling. Like you're in your body, but you're not like in, in your body, in control of your body entirely, or, or numb at least. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me of that one mood alterer doc, Dr. Dr. Scheigel tried on me one time. Yeah, must be. <laughs> yeah, it's the drugs they give me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, would yeah. be the logical conclusion. You were given a lot of drugs yesterday. Why they would last this long, though? Well, maybe they're experimental. So the door opens, and uh, Boris and Nurse Carver comes in. You can hear their voices, like they're talking to you, kind of like in a different room inside a, an oil drum. Hello. Yeah, sounds are kind of weird and muted. Oddly, like the, the kind of like cut your ears in odd ways it's like the, the it's the soft dulled sound but then they have like little sharp points needle points that prick your ears uh making you wince and so they they get you out of the straps they check on you boris holds up some some like medication go for it yeah i get i guess i sort of feel like they lift me up but i sort of like the, that delayed lift so to speak you know like the body goes up but i'm sort of like oh i better follow it you know it's like i'm sort of experienced out of body yeah you see you see nurse carver like doing a little like wave in front of your face and then uh she takes out a little like pocket flashlight and flashes your eyes and then she says something which sounds like to boris and he nods and then she leaves and he kind of helps levering you out of bed uh, and into your 
wheelchair and you're rolled out and like somehow there's a like a loss of time or like a blackout or something but uh you remember like going out the door and then you're kind of sitting across from uh i think mason in the in the like cafeteria with like a cafeteria tray the well actually they didn't have trays uh, I, I keep remembering i keep forgetting rather that this is like a we have a service yes 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 this is like uh the exclusive uh you know, uh recovery slash insane asylum and, uh, and of course my plate's half eaten sure why not you're like you have your spoon in the in the soup and and it, you know <laughs> you hear mason like you all there you were you all there buddy uh what time is it uh breakfast time yeah i'm I'm not allowed to watch anymore i look out of course you can't really tell on luna there are no there are no you know profoundly uh obvious windows in this ward either so it's very very difficult to to ascertain i sort of look down at the soup and i had the weirdest dream um what was i saying or was i talkative at all i was telling you about um uh, slade uh, t- turns out he was just uh, uh, going undergoing some sort of um, uh, bypass operation or something. There, there was uh, an issue with his heart. Um, so I, I guess we worried uh, needlessly. So they put like a, a tap on him so they could feed him intravenously. Uh, I, I'm not sure entirely what they what they did, but he's recovering in his mm. room. Pick up the spoon, take a taste. Yeah. So yeah, he seems a bit like wow. What's what's going on with this guy? <laughs> I, I I got my spoon in my hand and I look at it and I just test. I take you know grab the spoon with one finger, grab the spoon with the other finger, and bend. Does it just bend like it's made out of taffy? Oh uh, yeah, pretty much. I unbend it because I want to finish my soup. Rubbing my eyes, I think I have lost some time. Last thing I remember was waking up in the middle of the night and now I'm here. I don't remember anything in between. Uh I, I mean, I, I could talk to the nurse. Maybe they're, maybe they're, maybe your uh, dose is a little. Did I veil myself here, or did I was I pushed here? Boris put you here, like usual. Like like he's squinting at you, like uh, like what's going on here? Look, look, buddy. I think I think honestly, they they're probably giving you too much. A do- dose is probably too strong. I think they put too much in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, if if you're done, I think uh, maybe we can go uh, uh, say hi to Slade. Give him a give him a get well greeting. I'll grab my piece of bread and just dip it in the soup and take a bite of it. Yeah, yeah, I'll put it down. Reach down and wheel myself backwards like it's nothing. Spin around. Yeah, let's go see. Let's go see Slade. Roll, roll, roll. Like, oh yeah, this is easy. Yeah, he shuffles after like with a weird look. They listen. Can we in the Slade's room? Uh, yes, if you if that's where you're going, uh, no problem. The door is open. Uh, Slade is in his bed. He looks like a pale corpse, kind of sweaty. Oh, okay, you're knocking on the door. So you see no particular reaction from him. Uh, like his lips are a little chapped. Like he's uh, slightly dehydrated or something. Uh, he's hooked up to a bunch of machines. Uh, there are tubes going into his neck, into his in under his blanket. I'll sort of roll over and reach out and, you know, touch his hand. Slade, are you there? His hand is kind of, uh, you, you can barely feel that it's uh, uh, fairly cold, like uh, his circulation is a little slow or something. The room is not the warmest, to be to be fair. 
but yeah, uh, you get maybe a, a, some blinking from him, and he kind of shifts his neck a little so that he can look at you from the corner of his eye. And he kind of hoarsely uh, whispers, um, Yeah, you need to leave. Uh, but I have a friend with me. Do I want to take him with me? You know, squeeze his hand. Right, so he... Uh, I don't know, you can... you can. I don't know, you don't feel any uh, in his hand, but he, uh, he says, You need to get out of here before it's too late. But I don't want to bring my friend with me. I'd rather leave my friend here. Of course, Mason has no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, uh, he's kind of working his way around the other side of the bed and um, kind of looking at you two like, oh, oh okay. Um, and then he like pats, uh, he pats Slate on the shoulder. It's like, uh, good to see you back, buddy. Uh, uh, we were really worried there for a moment that, that something had happened to you. But uh, apparently it's just a problem with your old ticker. And he like pats his, his chest pulls out a chair that screeches in that like horrible way, sits down with a creak. If he had any reservations before of like, okay, something weird is going on, and now he's completely let go of that. And it's maybe even like, I think since you're good at reading people in general, you get the sense that maybe he's like, oh, okay, I was overreacting and any evidence to the contrary, I'm going to ignore because that makes me feel better. <laughs> I look around. Do they have the, the the little glass of water and the little sponges? You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just pick one up. It's a, it's usually a sponge and a stick, and you can just wet someone's lips with it when their lips. So I just reach over and do that for Slade and just wet his lips and put it back. You know. So you get better. You know. We we miss you. We miss your winning personality. Slade says, "No one ever gets better here. You and I, we know that more than others, better than anyone." Yeah. Do what you have to, but you have to get out. I'm working on it. And and Mason is like, yeah, yeah, we all need to work on getting out, getting our health back. <laughs> like he, he's p- poking at some of the flowers on a side table. Yeah, yeah. You need some rest. We'll come back and talk later. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's of course. I mean, we shouldn't overstay our welcome. Uh, you, you, you need your beauty sleep, man. And then he gives him a little, like, uh, fake punch the little like slow-mo punch on the chin <laughs> for slade like you you stick yeah like you you hang in there champ yeah i look at it be careful that actually may knock him out wheel back and sort of is there anyone staying at the door when i turn around turn my chair around uh no it's probably uh like maybe oddly empty instead we'll be, we'll be back this is the first time i'm going to i've done this but i sort of roll out and just sort of look around do I see anything that would look like a camera? Yeah, I think uh, I think there are probably cameras above the nurses' station and maybe the elevator, but it, it's not like there are not cameras everywhere in every hallway. The cameras that are there, they're kind of like this this like eighties, nineties camera style. Okay, so not not the not the ubiquitous glass ball, but instead the box, un, unblinking eye. Yeah, exactly. And they have to be kind of like they have to blend in so as not to cause paranoia or disturbance. So they're only at certain places, like critical places. Uh, and even then, they're they're they've been doing a pretty good job of like trying to not hide them but make them part of the environment. Like so, you, so your eyes are drawn drawn to a wall fixture instead of the the camera or something like that, right? Or, 
or there's a painting nearby or something, right? Uh, I'm wondering if I should if I should bug, even though the player character is out here, his character is Elias. See if he has if if he can get some word out still. How 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 do, how do you want to handle that? I think if you go looking for Elias, uh, you'll find his empty and like the mattresses rolled up and and uh, maybe there's another orderly cleaning up the last bits. Like he has a like box that he's putting the the last of uh, of uh, condyles uh, paraphernalia in. So he got discharged. Uh, moved to another wing, I think. Ah, should I should I see if? Um, no, 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 no. That's just good. That's just good. You don't want to pass on along a message or something? No, no. I thought you were friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, he's probably going. He's probably getting ready to be. Re- you know, they're going to physical therapy or something like that. So yeah. Yeah, probably, probably something physical. I mean, the he did assault the, the head nurse. Yeah. So we're not going to see him later on with a with a little C shaped scar on his forehead where they done lobotomy on him, right? Did you say that? No, 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 no. Uh, anyway, uh, have a good run, and I just roll out, roll away. So, Jack, um, the Tranquility Center is in uh, the old quarter. Uh, so it takes a couple of hours to get there, and once you cross over into the old quarter, the architecture is much more grandiose, uh, striking, monumental, uh, enormous. There are imposing statues everywhere. You can see the various corporation headquarters towering over the rest of the the buildings uh, here and there, even even from the bottom, quote unquote. And uh, the the tranquility center is in like a it's it's almost like a park area. So so one side of the, tra- the tranquility center faces like a road, and then across the road there's this kind of open park area, almost like uh, Central Park, New York style. There's uh, there's maybe like a <laughs> like a giant war memorial right across uh, with a, a bunch of uh, people laying down like wreaths and, and flowers um, even at this hour. Other than that, it's pretty like calm, deserted. Uh, I don't know. You, you, I assume you took the car there and you're, you said you wanted to stake out the place, right? Yeah, just case the, the building for entrances and such. Right. So there's a there's a fairly luxurious main entrance. Uh, it looks more like the kind of uh, really fanciful and overdone Art Deco uh, like hotel entrance rather than like a hospital or a recovery home. There are a couple of like service entrances, including like a loading dock type of um, entrance to a side, presumably for all the various equipment and, and medical stuff. In general, like the building is is pretty it has this kind of imposing art deco style, like uh John mentioned the brutalist previously, which is somewhat accurate. It looks kind of like a fortified version of a, like an art deco luxury hotel. This could withstand artillery fire maybe. Um built by the Soviets or something. <laughs> Like it's borderline that there's the net high up on the building, like in in case somebody in the higher levels decide to jump off, they'll they'll be caught. That kind of stuff. There are probably, you know, there are probably even like there, there's probably a broader base of the building, and then they have like the oh, what do you call them? Like floodlight type uh, 
big circular lights that like light up against the building now at, at nighttime. So you see like it looks even more imposing and, and spectacular. Other than that, I mean, there are some there are some people coming and going here and there, but the 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 impression you they give is that uh, uh, this is their workplace rather than like they're they're checking out or checking in. What exactly did Duval say about this guy? Just that he was somewhere here. He was seen here. He was seen in the vicinity here. She was kind of non-specific, almost like she was in a hurry, or maybe had bad information. So, or vague information. Like that—that's the information she had. Like, a, yeah, I saw him by the Tranquility Center. <laughs> okay, thanks. That's helpful. What exactly did uh, Reinhardt say last time on the radio? I think he said he was in there. Bauhaus had put him there. I don't rem- remember if he mentioned anything about like uh, where he, that he was looking into something. Yeah, I don't remember. So I don't know if you'd be you'd be like outright suspicious of the place being connected to somebody like uh, like uh, Thompson. Yeah, I don't recall. So let's say that he didn't. We never got any information on Thompson really being connected to anybody else. Uh, other than apparently some cell heritage brotherhood, no, not particularly. But I mean, you do know that uh, he keeps tabs on important people. So much you've been able to deduce, right? He's keeping track of people with the papers, and he he might approach people, uh, approach people in power via other people, people who have power. Like uh, uh, obviously, M- uh, Mrs. Rutledge wanted uh, maybe to find her son or have her son back or something, but she is, you know, married to a, a fairly influential uh, Luna citizen, capital citizen. So there was that, and there was also the element where. Um, guy you caught i forget his name now but uh he mentioned that he did a service for thompson where he left uh, a he left an envelope marked jonas at a an old quarters address uh which i mean there's really only rich richer people can afford to live uh in this area so and this is the tranquility center is kind of like a a system-wide renowned place for important and rich people to go deal with things discreetly whatever it is substance abuse uh psychological problems rehab okay we got the park uh other buildings i'm just looking at places i could set up a stakeout of this uh of the place sure um there would probably be uh like uh, the odd like restaurant or uh, you know service establishment uh, facing the park uh nearby that you could check out or you could just like be a weirdo and hang out by a sausage stand or something <laughs> like hot dog stand when morning comes but there's i mean there's probably going to be like a, a corner diner guaranteed of some of some description maybe a little more pricey than usual okay in fact there are probably some people you can see some people leaving the tranquility center going there probably to buy breakfast or or something so, so we start by heading there if there's like a couple of people who work, who actually came from there, you know, getting a meal, I try to sit near them to eavesdrop and get an idea of whether they have any particular uniform or they carry any ID or anything like that. Okay, uh, let me give me an intro to like make sense of some of the information, the various information that you get by uh, looking them over and, and eavesdropping a little. Ooh, fail. Uh... Ooh, interesting. Okay. 
if you want to let us down, that's cool. You do have, I think, four, four strain now at level three. Let's see if I can get more information. Okay, so I got a partial. Okay, maybe, I don't know, do you, you sit down or coffee or something and uh, keep an eye out? And uh, there are some people who come in, they're kind of half in their work clothes, half in their casual clothing. They're not terribly interesting, but there's this uh, one woman who comes in. Um, she looks like maybe she, uh, like she's thrown on like a, just an overcoat, um, but she has the kind of uh, nurse kind of uniform under, uh, and she goes up to the counter and, and she gets some some um, coffee and snacks uh, or like sandwiches or something. Uh, and she seems like a regular, and you catch like she has this like little badge uh, on her lapel or something attached to a, a breast pocket, and you catch like uh, like head nurse or something. The woman behind the counter. She makes some polite conversation, and the the head nurse woman uh, replies quickly. And then the woman behind the counter asks about, you know, so so what about that secret product you were doing? It's clearly code for something, because uh, the head nurse is like she replies in a way that you're like, uh, well, it's obvious that it's like saying like secret product as a code for for something else, a relationship or something. Uh, and the head nurse is like, uh, you know, I can't talk about that. You know, I can't talk about that. I could lose my job. Anyway, uh, I better get back to it. Uh, and she heads out. Was I able to get a name from an ID? Yeah, if you were able to spot head nurse. Uh, yeah, uh, it says Carver. So what was that? Carver. Uh, I think maybe also in, from their like quick uh, conversation you picked up, they let slip like which ward she works on. So um, you have that information as well. But you don't pick up any like really juicy information like immediately. Uh, it's more like okay, I'm gonna have to work for it. And this seemed to be the the most interesting potential lead. Okay, try to talk to the waitress or mm-hmm. some of the staff about the you, know, you get a lot of Bauhausers around here, um, and maybe transaction that in like a description of. Of, uh, was it Thompson? Yeah. Never seen this guy around. Uh, hmm. Give me a personality role. It's a partial. Uh... Okay. She, uh, I think she says, yeah, maybe. Well, what, what are you, um, what, why are you looking into that guy? Or, or maybe she says like, yeah, I, I may, I may know some. Why do you ask? Yeah. Uh, former business associate of him is, uh, looking for him. Can't they just, Go to his office or call him? Or... No, he's, he's avoiding them. Oh, it's one of those business associates. She's clearly, clearly expecting you to mean like the tax man or something. I don't know. It's, uh, it's people that, that make more than me dealing with each other. I'm just, they pay me, throw me a few coins to, to find him. Don't I know that one? <laughs> Refill? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, so she strikes up a conversation real quick, like, uh, since you're you're new here, right? So she starts asking, like, so you're you're just here on the job, or or have you moved have you moved in or something? Yeah, no, I'm just uh, got a a lead that he was frequenting this area. And what do you do for work, Mister? I I probably use one of my aliases, <laughs> Dave uh, Jackson. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you got a partial. So all right. Well, Dave, do you mind if I call you Dave? No problem. And uh, 
Did she give me her name? Or... Yeah, I think uh, like her name tags is Peggy or something. Uh, yes, yeah, no problem, Peggy. So if I told you, Dave, that um, I knew somebody who knows this guy you're looking for, would there be anything in it for me? Well, I have some money in the, the budget for helpful information. I'll, uh, I guess, produce, you know, what is it, Cardinal or Durant? Sure. <laughs> I guess I guess maybe Durant is on the one. Well, anyway, uh, whatever. Um, sure, there are some Cardinals. <laughs> there are various Cardinals. So uh, she looks down at the, the bill and she takes it and puts it in her apron. And then she leans forward uh, on her elbows, beckons you closer. I think the guy you're looking for, I think his name is is Ben, and I'm fairly sure he has a, my friend over at the uh, Tranquility Center. He's been seeing him quite a lot lately. He's been here on and off. Both of them have. I bet if you stay here, or if you were to be brave enough to go into the Tranquility Center, you could either catch the two of them in the act, or maybe you could ask her about it. When does she usually come in here? Well, she was just in here. You, you may be able to catch her. Oh, the... The lady oh, the two talking. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, earlier in the evening, uh, usually. Okay, and that, that was the woman you were just talking to earlier? Correct. Uh, her, name's, uh, her name's Helen. Helen. That was Helen Carver? Yes. Oh, she's just going into work or coming from work? Uh, she's in the middle of, a, of her... Uh, shift. Yeah, shift. That's, a, that's that word that I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's used for many things. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's it's on the middle of her in the middle of her shift so and you know how it is in in that business they you know it's shift on shift sometimes i can relate okay so he said he often shows up here when later in the day not often but uh sometimes when when helen's in here he'll be here or he'll come in with her or come in shortly after Okay. Does she come by at regular times? Well, usually around this time, uh, mid-shift, and sometimes to get, you know, breakfast, lunch, that kind of thing. Some policy thing they have over there. I don't know why they don't get their uh, uh, employees, uh, you know, regular meals, but I'm not the boss of that place. I guess the management has the reasons. Hmm. Hospital food, I guess. Well, you know, I hear it's pretty swanky. Have you seen the exterior? It's uh, impressive. Yeah, I mean, Helen tells me they have silverware for the... I was about to say inmate. That's not quite <laughs> the right word. <laughs> for the patients, you know, gold trimming on the plates. Certainly out of my price range for any for anything, so I guess I'll take your word for it. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I, I don't see why they couldn't spend a little employees, but, you know. I'm not complaining. Brings in business have to see whether I can uh, perhaps catch uh, catch Helen or her special friend later. All right. You you want to stay here? I mean, we have a generous refill. Um, like, and she starts selling you <laughs> the idea of pie and uh, and refills. I have a couple other things to run down, but I'll probably be back. Sounds good. See you around, Dave. Thanks, Peggy. Head out. I want to go see if I can get any information on on uh, Helen Carver. Make some calls and. Okay, that would be yeah. You'd have to make some calls to, to maybe contacts in 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 various uh, official 
city records type stuff. There being no internet, at least not available to you. It did take a capital contact. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Why don't we detail that a little? Because all we said uh, right before you took it was like you you got through to a like capital security, uh, like a higher up there to make the deal with the um, the defe- the Bauhaus defector. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would be a logical contact, or uh, maybe one of the juniors? Or... It sounds like there's something going on here that they might be willing to give me some information to investigate if I then supply them with some information on anything I find out about what's going on here. Cause it's mm-hmm. sounds like this isn't a capital run thing. So it's there's Bauhaus connections here. Sure. I, I think, I think you can, you can, you wouldn't have any problems involving them, but, you, but um, let's, let's put a, like a name and a face to, to this contact, just like you have like Duval and, and, Salvatore for the Brotherhood. Let's say that your car- your contact is a man named Marks, like the plural of Mark. Well, let's call him Hank. <laughs> Why not? Hank Marks. I can- he's like a senior uh, agent uh, within the Capital Security. I I forget what it's called. They have a a funky abbreviation, but but that's the deal. He's maybe not the 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 person you ended up talking to in the end who organized the entire uh, handover, but uh, like he was one of the middle people that you, you were on the phone with, the guy who connected you to the final guy. In the spirit of delegating, like he's been, he's been uh, designated to be your handler, right? Quote, unquote. So you have that guy. You, can, you, you could call him up, no problem. Call him up. Hank, what do you know about the, uh, what is this place, official name here? The... The the Luna City Tranquility Center. Yeah, Luna City Tranquility Center. Uh, but why do you ask? Well, there's a number of strange things going on involved with it, including I don't know that I'm still not sure whether Jack did acknowledge Klaus as his partner. You probably <laughs> <laughs> have uh, an employee of mine being held there against his will. Uh, okay, you get the sense that. He's starting to take down notes, uh, like on a on a piece of paper or something, because he seems like slightly di- distant. Like, um, okay, and uh, who's this employer of yours? Klaus Reinhardt. Sounds like a Hauser. Is that a Hauser? Yeah. You have a Hauser working for you? Yeah. That uh, one of one of them freelance Hausers, or still connected to? Um... Yeah, no, he's was uh, discredited by the. Hauser structure there in the academia. He was an academic, and there was a, some for some reason. You hear you hear an odd noise over the phone. Modern audience would recognize it as a mechanical keyboard, but this is not really a thing uh, much. Okay, that's is that a typewriter? Oh, he's typing. <laughs> or uh, Reinhard Klaus. Does Klaus have a middle name? John. <laughs> Nine, I have no middle name. Nine. Uh, right, so Ernst Planck University of High Physics. Uh, I see, I see. Uh, plagiarizing. He starts quoting some some stuff that maybe Klaus hasn't told you of a slightly more personal nature. Okay, okay, I see. Uh, uh, are you suspecting that uh, that he's being held against his will in a in a criminal fashion, or is this a rehab effort? Or well, the fellow fellow I uh, hooked you up with, the Hauser defector. Had been a student of uh, Reinhardt's. Ah, yes, I see. Okay. And uh, from what I could piece together, 
there had been a fight back at our offices and they had uh, taken Reinhardt away, the Housers who had been looking for, for the defector. Is Reinhardt uh, a valuable asset to you? He has proven himself to be useful in my line of work. Do you believe that Reinhardt being in the, the clutches of these Housers is uh, a detriment to anything we did? How easy do you think it would be for them to trace anything back? I mean, they would be aware that this is this is the man whose apartment was hit, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't see. Forgive me if uh, being blunt here, but I, I don't see a big uh, win for for capital in, in involving itself uh, unless you have something really good for me. What do you know about the fellow uh, Lito Thompson who I helped? Uh... So this is like a pause and and. Um... You can hear the shuffling of like paper, maybe newspapers, uh, and then ah, that was that unnamed heretic mentioned Chronicles, mm-hmm. the Daily Chronicles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he was taken into custody by the Brotherhood. Yes. Yeah, he was. Yes, he apparently managed to get away from them. Really, from the Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. You know, he has. Would people do people talk about? It's like he's got mutant powers. I how would that normally? be discussed in this you you may you could possibly say i mean this is somebody high priority uh portion of of uh capital like for an ordinary normal person many people many millions of people across the solar system aren't necessarily aware or like they they don't think of it as something ordinary or like very close by some some people who live a very comfortable lives may even think that this is something that the brotherhood is just drumming up you know satan is coming to to murder us all right but uh, somebody like this guy uh who's who's guaranteed has connection with the car- connections with the cartel and and so forth like he would know what you mean if you say mute he would guaranteed also have connections with the brotherhood so it wouldn't be odd if you said, like, uh, you know, there's something weird going, some kind of mutant, right? Then, yeah, he, yeah. He's some kind of mutant, had the ability to, to influence people to, to do what he wanted them to. Otherwise, I would have shot him. Okay, okay. There, there's a pause again. Uh, in your expert professional opinion, this is probably the moment where Hank is considering whether or not Leto could possibly be an asset. <laughs> or if he could get some brownie points with the Brotherhood if, you know, he spent some resources apprehending this man. And then he his next question is like, so he escaped from a Brotherhood. How 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 he's, dangerous would you say Leto? He's dangerous. Yeah, I would say shoot on sight would probably be the best thing. All right. All right. All right. Definitely don't let him talk. you don't want him flipping people with this weird mutant power thing (laughs) hello agent i think you want to blow your brains out today yes it's a good day for blowing your brains out (laughs) call me back in an hour i'll have a i'll have an answer for you then i need i need to pass this by some um anything i've got at least one known connection with the keep forgetting the name of the thing the sanitarium place a tranquility center it's a very nice and pleasant place where tranquility rules everybody's really calm yeah is helen carver so if you can get me information on her that might be a way to him a known associate yes okay so he seems to ta- be taking that down as well she works there as a nurse 
Oh yeah, that that was the whole pu- purpose of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I got so into character, I forgot that you had uh, something you wanted. <laughs> Capital Security Services only wants you to do things for them. You understand? <laughs> I am. I'm going to be doing some investigating for them. <laughs> you mentioned that you want any any information you can give him. Uh, he can give you um, on her. Yeah. All right. So then he says, "Okay, I'm, he lies to you." Uh, and says, I, I don't have that information at my fingertips right now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pass this along to some of my superiors. We're going to have a, we're going to see what we can do about this. I'll, I'll uh, call me back in an hour. All right. So that's that. And are you like on a payphone somewhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next, to, next to some subway entrance or something. Okay. Well, let's cut into, cut, cut into, cut, cut back to, we, we can cut into uh, poor Reinhardt as well. <laughs> Cutting into himself. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So uh, uh, we see Reinhardt in the bathroom, uh, this kind of semi-luxury-looking <laughs> communal bathroom. It, it has these like beautiful tile work on the floor, kind of muted, darker colors. It's not this kind of white that you would expect from a bathroom. It's much more like a weird lounge room bathroom. So I'm just looking, rolling up to one of the mirrors and sort of lifting my shirt up and looking at looking at the at the stitches on my stomach and sort of poke poke. It looks pretty bad. Like uh, it doesn't look infected per se, but it looks like there there's some pretty ugly looking scabbing around the stitches, and uh, you have these like very visible veins and capillaries, and like almost like you have blood poisoning. Snaking out from around the the stab wound, and and from where they opened you up for something, right, and then sewed you shut. Yeah, does it look like I've been opened up more than once? You can make an intelligence uh, roll. By why not? Okay, so yeah, it doesn't. I can't tell. Yeah, yeah. You check uh, around your your the stitches and the the look of it, and um, you, for sure somebody uh, has. Made, 100% certain that somebody made uh, an excessive incision to deal with something. Like, it, there was no real need, because it was a stab wound, there was no real need to, like, open you up necessarily, unless, you know, some piece of a knife was still in there or something. So that seems a little excessive at right away. And then... It, it's, it's, a, it's a big scar. Yeah, it's a little raised, it, indeed. It, it's, like, uh, it's like there's inflammation underneath. For sure. Okay. Now we've advanced the passenger to six. As you're kind of investigating the stuff, you find yourself kind of looking into the mirror, uh, kind of looking down and then looking in the mirror, and then there's a there's a like little blink, and you're in the shower. The water's running down your face. You're you're in fact sitting in the shower. There's blood pouring out of out of the gash. It's just like you have ripped your stitches out on purpose. And you're bleeding down, like you're you're down into your crotch, over your thighs. You don't feel pain, but you feel this pulsing. You mentioned that it was kind of like a. I mentioned that it was like a like a raised inflammation, almost like a melon rupture, right? You see that there's something underneath, like underneath the skin, and maybe bits of the muscle. There's like like a membrane that you look down at, and it's like, wow, that's not human. But then I'm sort of like realize I'm bleeding like like a stuck pig, and yes, this is a hospital shower. There is the pull cord for for nurse attention. Mm-hmm. 
I reach and grab and pull it. Give me a give me a physique roll. Oh, interesting. Okay. You reach up, you pull the cord, and uh, like the action of reaching stretches you because um, you're kind of you're sitting on your ass and kind of levering yourself up a little and reaching for the cord, right? And when as you stretch, uh, there's this there's this uh, kind of a weird wobbly sensation in midsection. Uh, I'm gonna be in a total asshole, and I'm gonna advance the passenger one more. Ah! <laughs> You you get like it's like you feel like something inside you has ruptured. It's like when you pour pour like uh, an entire can of soda down your down your throat in one go. Like it feels like somebody poured something caustic into your insides, and you get this. First, it's a tickly kind of weird, uncomfortable feeling, and then you start to like your your vision blurs and your your whole mood kind of changes, and you start screaming uncontrollably. You can't help yourself. You just you just scream and scream and scream as you're pulling this. <laughs> uh, do I black out again or? No, you're you're totally there, totally conscious, and you can you just like uh, you can feel yourself not not having control over not wanting to scream. Like you 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 can't control that part of yourself. You just you you feel yourself inhaling, screaming until your your vocal cords bleed and then you and then scream again and like you see orderly boris coming in you see a couple of other orderlies coming in a nurse coming in <laughs> like you know they look all shocked um, i'm saying they're naked you know with my stomach hanging out there are creative camera angles for that don't worry <laughs> and at this is the point where i get picked up and put on you know they get bring a gurney and get me the hell out of there yes and that's that's kind of where you have this little blackout, and then like you wake up and you're uh, you're you're sitting across from Mason again with your spoon in the in the soup. Is it dinner soup or breakfast soup? This is a supper soup, right? This is like late late soup, uh, probably the latest soup uh, of them all. Although you're not sure, like you start to think like, what is breakfast? What is what is what, is there a difference? Are we getting the same soup? <laughs> which is which and these thoughts start crowding you as you hear uh mason going uh so yeah i i think he he's uh recovering pretty well i mean uh i you know we've, we've been doing some some catching throwing and catching i have this bounce ball that i got from from boris i i, I really i really think slate is is uh he's on the mend and as he's talking to you about this like he has this little like red squeeze bounce ball <laughs> that he's playing with look up at him and I just put my spoon down and I go, I am not well. <laughs> What's the matter, buddy? Did you, did you not like the soup? Did something happen this, uh, earlier this afternoon, earlier this day? Did I not scream in the showers? Uh, the, there was some kerfuffle by the showers. I know that, but, uh, I was in physios. I, I'm not sure. Was that you? I reach over and rub my stomach. Maybe. It feels kind of again, kind of distant. Uh, but uh, other than that, no. You, you feel the outline of the sutures and such, but nothing special. You feel a new thing, this bubbling thing inside of you. When you look at Mason and his little ball, uh, and how he's he's trying to deny that something is up. There's this uncontrollable rage that starts to bubble up from inside, from your belly, from the wound, right? Uh, I'm not going to tell you how to react 
uh, or how to deal with it. But just this is something that you can't you can't control. I've already been thinking about what I'm going to do. So I'm just sort of like close my eyes and pick up the soup and just throw it. I don't care which way I'm throwing it. I'm just throwing it. <laughs> so he he like whoa, you know he he sits back a bit and he throws up his hand hands like whoa, buddy, you got to calm down and he I and he doesn't know what to say like oh. What's going on? What's going on with Reinhardt? Do you just throw it or, or? I just throw it. Yeah, I don't try to aim at anybody. I just throw it in general, just out of frustration, out of anger, and I, I sort of say, "Gardens, now, take me to the gardens now." Oh, okay, okay, buddy, calm down. We'll we'll get you to the gardens, and it, like he signals to to one of the orderlies who's like he was leaning against the wall at the corner of the cafeteria, and then he like he moved because he saw you doing something, but then like. Mason's like waving at him, like, no, 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 I'll, I'll. it's cool, it's cool, we're all cool. So he starts wheeling you up to um, to the elevator. It's like, man, what's up with you? And you kind of like, you unbidden visions of like like crushing Mason's skull with your bare hands start flooding your, your head. Yeah, yeah, I'm just sort of holding back on that. And... Yeah, like I said, I'm not, I'm not telling you like you do things. I'm just saying this is like, uh, this is bubbling up inside. Uh, Go- to the cor- to the place farthest from other people that may be be up here, <laughs> over there. I point to I point to a spot. You know, you know, we go there. You have a very awkward elevator ride up to the the rooftop garden. <laughs> oh, especially when I'm busy. I'm busy going. You know, with my fist going. <laughs> you you can hear you can hear the squeaking of the little rubber ball as if like Mason's using it as a stress ball. <laughs> I'm resisting the urge to reach up to pull the squeezy ball and do something unfortunate with it. So he wheels you out. It's uh, nighttime. It's kind of an odd time uh, for for this kind of. Um, but, but maybe you're you're confused. Uh, like all these other thoughts come in as well. Like oh oh no, I'm just I'm just not I'm not seeing time the way time is supposed to be or something. Yeah yeah. Um, it's the lunar. It's the moon anyway. You know it's. You have to remember, it's the weird techno-fantasy, weird magical future where it's a 24-hour, however that happened. I have him rolling to the, e- to, to the edge, uh, you know, to the edge. They've done something to me. I put my hand on my stomach. They put something in me. Oh, not you too, man. It looks, it, it was all just a problem with Slade's heart. Like, nobody's messing with him. We're just here to recover, man. Calm down. I, I look down. Can I move my toes? Would you have on your? You would have like slippers on your on your feet. I think you can feel you can feel you yourself moving your toes. Put my hands in the you know, reach down, lock, put the brakes on on the chair. Because I'm going to try to stand up. You you can stand up. It's a little wobbly. You haven't stood in a, in a while, but you can stand. I put my hand in the bastionade, you know, and look out. <laughs> the tricky word. <laughs> and say I have to get out of here, and then climb over. Okay, uh, Mason is on you and like like that, and he grabs you. And tries to, he tries to pull you down. Um, do you let him or? I push him away. Okay, so give me a strength roll. Oh yes. It <laughs> doesn't go flying, but I definitely push him away. No problem. You rip loose, and what do you do? Jump. You make a magnificent swan dive right into the net. I, I'll roll over and start scrambling for the edge of the net because I'm going to try to climb on down. So. 
Just, I'm outside now. Is someone is if, if there was a person staking out the building, would he happen to notice someone jumping? Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure where. Um, I drank a lot of coffee. He's doing laps around the <laughs> the park. Yeah, because I imagine there's probably some sort of sensors or anything, so they know I jumped. Yeah, there would be cameras out here, so um, they can see if. So I'm crawling for the wall because I figure, okay, I, I might be able to slip between the wall and the and the net and start making my way down. Right. So you you get to the edge and then you hear like some one of the spots at the bottom of the building start you know shifting these giant like lights. Um. So so we see the like King Kong. <laughs> you know. I snarl and I just go for. If it's attached, I'm going to start pulling as hard as I can to make a hole against next to the wall. Oh, I see you're climbing that way. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go off the far edge and fall to my death. I'm going to go to the wall and try to make my way down. Sure. Uh, give me a strength uh, to, like, rip open a hole. Like, rah. Yep. Are you, cool. You do it. Uh, you just, like, it gives. It shouldn't give. Actually, bits of c- cement and, you know, these little eye rings. Can... Yeah, that's probably it. You rip the anchors loose, yeah. Then I slide on through and drop to the next ledge, however far down that is. There's a there's like a barred window um, looking into um, s- somebody's office. Oh yeah, I'm not good enough to bend, bend bars, no. But I will use those handy <laughs> handholds. You see, you see somebody. Uh, well, maybe they're in a like an administrator. They don't have like an orderly uniform or, or like a nurse uniform. Somebody has an administrator suit or something. They like back away from the window in surprise. And then they jump on a phone as I crawl on by. Yeah. Do you want to climb all the way down or do you want to find a way in and then like go down that way? Uh, Climbing down by hand is going to be a neat trick. If I see a balcony or something like that, I'll make my way to the balcony. Give me an intro to like uh, focus enough to find a a meaningful way down. Not with a cost. Partial. I think you see a larger portion of the ledge, which is probably like, it's not a proper balcony. It's like this very narrow, almost like a French balcony uh, that probably opens up into some, you know, main administrator's office or some such. You you get in behind the bars, right? So you're quote unquote safe. And then like uh, the the door window opens inward. And you see a couple of orderlies, orderlies like poking their heads out, and like, oh, "There, there he is, Mister Reinhardt. You can fall. Come here." I smile and come here. <laughs> when I get, am I above them then? Well, you're on the same level because you're you're inside of the the, the quote unquote French balcony. But yeah, they're inside the office, right? On the same. Yeah, I make my way there and I reach out with a hand. Right. So they they try to pull you into safety, quote unquote. Right. Well, the person who grabs my arm, I'm going to yank his heart and yank him out. Oh, yeah. He he flies out, totally surprised, like yelps, uh, screams as he falls. And the other one swears and, and kind of like half half backs away, half falls back inside the... Oh, he should when he looks to see my look, because all that rage has been bubbling inside. It's in my face now. <laughs> Veins everywhere. <laughs> Bug-eyed, yeah. <laughs> Mustache on end. Yeah, I'm going to try to get in there, and if he gets in my way, I'm going to just knock him out of the way. I mean, I think this is too much fun not to not to involve. Uh, <laughs> not to oh, involve you know what? The phone, bo- the phone booth is right next to where where the guy lands. Yeah, something like that, right? The, there's this like splat. You're maybe waiting for the call. 
waiting to call back and uh, you've been making a couple of laps around the blocks and you get back to the phone and then you hear like a distant alarm up high and then a little while later so something's going on in the in the tranquility center and then splat the an orderly in white crashes into the street face first between two cars i step away looking for cover (laughs) (laughs) you might hear a an inarticulate scream sure why not echoing slightly between the the various tall buildings and you get a you get a bird's eye view of up up causes as if you look up. <laughs> this is turning into a a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, if he's how many stories up there, I'm not sure how I can do much to help him. I don't know. You wouldn't be able to see him clearly. Anyway, be able to identify that it's him. You may be able to catch somebody in a in a I guess some sort of going into. If it's anywhere near time to to call Marks back. I think I quickly get to the nearest payphone and it's like you're maybe five minutes early. <laughs> Something's going on now. <laughs> he uh, he answered uh, as if uh, you know he's about to sit down and you caught him right before. So willed, yeah, um, yeah. I hope you can make there's something going on there. I just about got hit by a falling uh, orderly who was thrown from the building. All right, all right, okay. So something is clearly going on. Yeah, I'm, I have the go-ahead. So uh, you were you were looking for information on uh, uh, Helen Carr. Yes. He does some things in the background. You can hear him like typing or, or something. You hear some some stuff on the line, some like interference, and then like he it's like he's talking in a different phone to somebody real quick. Listen, I'm going to send an agent Wade uh, down with a small team. They're going to arrive in a capital uh, capital sedan or on the payphone on the corner. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Stay there. Uh, they'll be there in six minutes. Uh, they will back you up and provide any credentials necessary to get into the uh, the center proper, if necessary. Now, Helen, Helen, Car- capital citizen, Luna City resident, uh, age 31. She doesn't have anything strange records per se. We're looking for anything in particular. Well, an address. 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 Yes. 13 Pennington Drive. Which uh, like uh, he he adds like a yeah two wards over, so it takes a few it takes a few hours for her to get to her work. Okay, uh, nothing in her background. She didn't work any place suspicious before this. Uh, she looks squeaky clean on paper, for sure. But if uh, what you've been telling me is true, then you could be manipulated. Of course, I I well uh, maybe you can check out our resident af- residence after we uh, you. Meet up with the agent Wade. Yeah, we'll see how many interns get uh, or at least get, or at least get, <laughs> get tossed out between now and then. But I'm going to be ducking inside this uh, <laughs> inside a doorway here. <laughs> right. Don't go. Don't go too far away from the payphone, though. So Reinhardt, you can easily like duck inside if you want to, no problem, uh, into the administrator's office with the the other scared orderly scared surprised orderly kind of half crawling away from you in in shock yeah. you know i'm in some in some administrator's office he has a yep. paperweight right oh yeah i pick the paperweight i pick up and throw it at the orderly give me a coordination animation. i'm hitting all the people today uh give me a d6 <laughs> it's a heavy enough object right. to be potentially deadly oh god <laughs> Close. 
smash. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I guess how how do you totally murder this man with the with the pa- paperweight? It's one of those glass paperweights with a picture of some place on Luna. It weighs a you know about half a pound, and I just throw it as hard as I can at, at his head, and it basically the concussion, the impact, just kills him. There's a thunk, and he he crack collapses to the floor and yeah. lays still. I look around. Is this guy old fashioned enough to have a letter opener? Oh yeah, there's like there's a letter opener. There are like fountain pens, and pull the letter opener out and put it in my hand and start walking to the door. It's this like shiny fake gold thing with a uh, like the top has uh, like a Bauhaus cog on it. And maybe somewhere in the fog of your your weird rage brain, uh, you you notice that there's a whole name placard on the on the administrator's uh, office that says Vogel, and then some some medical abbreviation. I go out the door and just go ahead for the nearest elevator and go to the ground floor. You know, and if it's in my way. I have a letter. Give give me an intro to like quickly navigate this in a in a find find the best way down. Oh dear. no no I'm oh, just sort dear. of in a I'm in a rage funk uh, just wandering around elevator. You've been really leaning into this uh, and not quite resisting. So add to the clock. Yes, I'm gonna advance this. It's a ten o'clock. Yes, it is a ten o'clock. <laughs> As as you like, you, uh, all the the visions of of uh, carnage you left, quote unquote carnage you left behind you, and the rage that you you're enjoying and kind of getting into, uh, you feel something changing. Like your the memories of Reinhardt, the man, is kind of very quickly they're shrinking and becoming smaller and of less importance. Uh, it's just not important anymore, and you get this feeling of like this. Almost this ecstatic rage where you are you're angry, but you're also laughing, scream laughing as you are uh, you know letting this rage pour through you, and you feel even more like you are floating inside of yourself, uh, and you feel even more potent and you know you maybe look down at your hand holding the <laughs> the letter opener, and you're like, "Wow, that's a small letter opener. I don't remember it being that tiny." Like you've basically hulked out entirely. Like the, there are rips in uh, in your gown. In if you were wearing like a bathrobe, like that's totally distended and ripped in places. Your skin has turned into this like kind of grayish purple. You're just like pulsing ecstatic rage. And yes, the parasite has advanced to minus two plus two instead of minus one plus one. Uh, the lowest you can have is minus two. So if, if that wouldn't take you to minus three, ignore it. I don't think that's the case. It'll take me, it'll take me to minus one. So that happens. You find the elevator uh, you're looking for. Uh, as, as you're like noticing that all the stuff, <laughs> you crush the button, <laughs> calling the elevator. Um, and the elevator opens. And in the elevator is Leto Thompson, the imperial suit wearing Pierce Brosnan lookalike dude who you and uh, uh, you and Weld apprehended, managed to apprehend some time ago. Letter opener in the forehead. Yep. <laughs> you want to do that. Yeah. You want to do that. Yeah. Uh, but first you're going to do a, um, uh, give me a mental strength roll as he says, calm down, Reinhardt. Ooh, partial. Partial. You can, you can attack him, but the, the parasite will fight you. You're you're gonna have to essentially harm yourself 
in the process of trying to harm him. That's your option if you want to try to harm him. Or I can spend a point strain and roll d6. Yes, yes, you can do that too. I'll spend that point strain. Nope, still partial. Mm, Uh, All right. What do you want? I want what you want, Reinhardt. I want you to be happy and calm. And I want you to follow my orders. I want you to listen to my voice. Are you listening to my voice, Reinhardt? And he's being like this disgustingly calm, controlling, like, and it's it's working. That's the most infuriating thing. It's working. It's working. Calm. <laughs> I is calm. Now, Reinhardt, we need to get you away from here. Otherwise, you're going to harm the other patients. Do you understand? I want to get out. Yes, yes. We need to get out. We need to leave. And we need to leave now. And you're going to leave with me, Reinhardt. So come into the elevator and press the, uh, what would he say, like a sub, sub-basement two. Why should I push the button? Because you want to get out of here, Reinhardt, in one piece, yes? And I want you to get out of here in one piece, Reinhardt. <laughs> Why do I have to push the button? You don't have to, Reinhardt. I'm asking you to push the button. Will you please push the button for me, Reinhardt? Somewhere in the back of my head, is he does not want to leave a fingerprint. Well, that guy's not important anymore. <laughs> Be quiet, Klaus. Step in and look down at the buttons. Which one? He repeats, the basement to Reinhardt. It's the one near the bottom, over there to the right. Push. And then we see like the the elevator doors close, and we cut to we cut to Agent Wade showing up to the Tranquility Center with um with the rest of the agents. So uh, this uh, capital, like a nondescript uh, capital, um, this kind of old timey fifties sedan style, sort of future fifties <laughs> sedan. Rolls up to the the where the payphone is, and um, four people step out, and they're all kind of cut from the same cloth. Decent suits. Um, they all have some sort of like you know the the curled wire that goes up to the ear earpiece. They don't have obvious bulging suit jackets or anything, but you know they're obviously armed. If you step out to to greet yeah. them, then you know one of them uh, will step forward. Um, he has a bit of a uh, flat top and a mustache, and uh, looks very severe and reaches out a hand and says, um, uh, Mr. Weld, Agent Wade. Good that you're here. And I, as I gesture to the dead body, <laughs> obviously something is going on right now here and here. <laughs> the, uh, the Luna PD has been informed of, uh, of a, uh, an accident, uh, and we will be taking care of the other elements of this case. Uh, and he gives you a little, like, um, he hands over a little case. He tells you, um, these are your standard issue, well, well earbuds. Uh, they should help with any uh, uh, manipulation attempts. Do you understand? Uh, okay. <laughs> so if you open it up, it, look, it looks like 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 an earpiece inside of like s- translucent plastic uh, that's like rubbery in feel, uh, and there's some sort of electronic stuff inside, and you're supposed to put it in your ears, whatever they do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you haven't seen anything like it before, so it's like. It looks like what they're wearing in their ears. Yeah, if you take a look, you see that the other agents have um, uh, something in their ears that that look like that in the ear. That at least in the ear, maybe their earpieces are combined. Who knows? Okay. Yeah, he says, "All right, are you armed?" Yes. Okay, excellent. Uh, so we will be making our way uh, through the main entrance. Provide credentials for uh, extrication of uh, of a patient, and he gives you a number. And that's, I mean, you assume it's Klaus. And uh, we're going to attempt to be in and out as quick as possible. Um, 
but uh, uh, that is of course secondary objective. First objective is to locate this Thompson, and I suggest you interrogate Miss Carver on his whereabouts while we secure two of my men secure um, Reinhardt or the patient. He says the patient. All right, let's go. You walk in the the main entrance. Uh, it, it looks like a luxurious uh, hotel lobby with the elevator banks and and everything uh, except the the employees have more like hospital classic hospital gowns and uh, not not gowns but hospital like nurse get up there's some like soft lounge music playing over speakers flowers fresh flowers here and there wade produces um some papers and he says um well he just has a quick conversation with the the woman at the counter um, about extracting a patient and having the right paperwork. And she looks very surprised. She quickly phones somebody uh, and rattles off the numbers on the on the documents that he's given her. And then she puts you know, the phone down and goes, so I, I suppose, okay, uh, elevator four. And he nods and he says uh, to you, Helen Carver uh, works, at, works on the 14th floor. Um, so you, me, we're going to, we're going to take care of her. You three, uh, you know, you take the, you take care of the, the patient, and then he heads for one of the elevators. Okay. Go. Uh, and while you're in the elevator, he starts like quizzing you, like this suspected mutant has some sort of um, audio control abilities. I I don't know how he does it. That's beyond me. You suspect there's a visual component. When I've seen him do it, he was talking to somebody who could see him. Uh, you described yourself being controlled by this mutant. Yes. And uh, would you des- would you describe it as uh, entirely uh, an audio experience, or uh, was there a visual component, or some other touch, uh, anything? He just said what he wanted me to do, and I had to do it. He didn't touch me. All right. So he, you know, he goes through some mental checklist uh, for a moment, and the elevator goes ding. Uh, you walk out onto the 14th floor uh, inside the kind of employee section of the ward and or the wing or whatever uh, you see helen uh, nurse carver she's in a conversation with somebody uh, like another nurse and then she turns around and looks very surprised because this is not the visiting hours she comes over who are you people excuse me uh, this visiting hours are are long long past we're gonna have to come back tomorrow or later today i suppose uh and she like rubs her temples Where's your imperial friend? I think you call him Ben. She's a little taken aback uh, by that. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. What? What? If you don't want it to be any worse for you, tell us where he is now. Yeah, give me a personality roll. Brute force your way past this. Uh, I'm spending strain. Okay. <laughs> I think. All right. Okay. Partial. Uh, well, I I don't know what who you are, what business it is of yours. I uh, he was just here. He was just having a conversation with me. We were talking about, well, some personal things. Why? why where where do you go? Uh, down the other elevator. What? Uh, what? Do, what do you want with Ben? Where? Why was he? Where was he going? Which floor? Well, I don't know. Home. I. What is this about? And you get some backup from from uh, Wade. It's like, ma'am, <laughs> you need to cooperate here. And he, he brings up some. Uh, I'm heading or looking at the elevator. You know, look at the the dial that says where. On where it's going to. Seems to that it's been a while ago. Uh, it wasn't just right this moment. Like there, there's no like uh, blinking light. Oh yeah, it's going to, to <laughs> floor four. But uh, you do notice that there is uh, there's a camera above the um, 
above the elevator banks and opposite. Those cameras, where's your security room? She uh, sighs, and this is really very irregular, but all right. Uh, steps into one of the one of the side rooms. There's uh, uh, like a lacy guard orderly uh, reading the newspaper. Stands up. He's like, oh, what's going on? Nurse Carver? And it's like, uh, just, just listen, just show these gentlemen the, the camera feed uh, above the elevators. Last 20 minutes. I want to look through all their cameras right now. See if I can spot him. All right. Okay. Uh, give me an int roll for that. There we go. Oh, crit. Oh, yeah. Crit, yeah. Uh, I think you see, like, I don't know, on a whim or something, you you switch to a camera, like, in the sub-basement, or, like, maybe it's... I don't even know. I'm just flipping switches. <laughs> Indeed. You're just flipping switches. And, like, you see an elevator door opening, and you see Thompson stepping out of the elevator, and you see some enormous, monstrous thing step out after him. And it's kind of dim in the, in the sub-basement, so... Um, they're kind of backlit by the light in the elevator, but you see like the cameras marked like sub basement two. Sub basement two. Look at the orderly. What's the quickest way there down there? You need elevator permissions to go. That this is like Carver's. Like, well, you need elevator permissions to, you know. I'm just gonna grab her, shove her face into the. You see that <laughs> that thing walking out of the elevator? <laughs> like, and she says, Cardinal above. In shock, she, you know, she she covers her mouth with her hand and backs off. Shakily hands you her little, you know, uh, nurse uh, slip card thing, which I assume you just snatch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Head for the, the elevator down. So you and Wade, you uh, step in there, and Wade is like, uh, um, he's on the communications device on the way down, like babbling a little, and then um, he says to you. Um, Patient extraction is a is a no go. Uh, apparently, uh, your friend is missing. Your employee. That's what he says. Well, then we'll have to do a, a search after we take care of Thompson. Agreed. After a little while, there's a ding, and the elevator door opens. Uh, doors open to the sub basement. This is like a a bunch of like service tunnels with just like concrete and piping and. Straight across from the elevator, there's like a maintenance station uh, with uh, normally you'd have somebody down here. Steam tunnels. Yes, yes, correct. There are ways of getting into the sewers from here, right? Uh, and then you're screwed um, since they go everywhere and very deep. Yeah, what's your what's your like first instinct? What um, what do you do when you when you come down here in the you know you're at the quote unquote staging area? Try to be quiet for a second to see if I can hear any footsteps or see any light. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, I mean, there are some lights here and there, but there are these like uh, glassed in, barred in, you know, uh, wall mounts that are kind of vague. Some of them are probably like blue or something. You know, they, they, it's man, it's almost meant to be like uh, difficult. They're, it's like they're meant to be uh, a bother <laughs> rather than ale. And they make these like really cool crosshatch like uh, light patterns on the on the opposite wall, and such. Um, but if you if you just take a moment to listen, if you think you could hear grunting and some voices echoing down the tunnels, like there's not a whole lot to to absorb sound down here. Then I guess I point that direction and start running that way. Reinhardt, you have entered like a well the sub basement obviously, and um, at um, thompson's behest you've uh, 
moved into like some uh what would it be it would be like uh some, this is like a you're in this enormous room right where they have these giant furnaces uh that they use to keep uh to to heat up the building thompson has stopped here um this this is where i want you right i want you to stay here for the moment you won't be doing anyone any harm right now but if somebody comes here looking for you you're gonna have to make sure that they can't follow do you understand yeah Smash! Exactly, Reinhardt. Smash. <laughs> Smash you. <laughs> yeah, I got partial. I... Yeah. Well, you could, Reinhardt, but I want what you want, Reinhardt. I want you to continue. I want you to live. Why? Why me live? Well, I mean, look at you. You're part of the family, and you're paying your dues, as it were. It was very. It was rather uncomfortable in that brotherhood cell. You understand. But don't worry, you will feel fantastic once this completes. It's a process. I have my forefinger and thumb apart and that's sort of holding in front of my face and where I can see his head and then close them together very slowly. <laughs> You're picturing. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave you here for a moment, Reinhardt. Uh, it shouldn't be more than a day or so, but um, you will be safe here. No one will find you here. I will return and this process will be complete. And I can welcome you to the family proper. Well, I, you know, I guess stay. Uh, you're free to try anything you want. It, it may just entail like uh, some rolls. Right now, I'm just sort of looking around. And I'm just going to sit down on the floor, cr- you know, across my legs. <sighs> Reinhardt stays. Good. I will see you in some time. It's hard to think. <laughs> Thompson uh, backs away and is this ridiculous, like uh, backs away into some shadows. And then he's just, you know, gone. <laughs> and he has this ridiculous, like, you know, B-movie sinister face. <laughs> For some reason, it's lit from underneath, even though the fires are at face level. But, you know, the, from the furnace. There's maybe know. some grating on the floor with some unnecessary lighting under. Who knows, right? <laughs> you're sitting there and you're battling with all these weird emotions that kind of makes you want to scream, rage, and laugh at the same time. So, Weld and Wade, you wend your way through the... Um, uh, sub basement, and you get to this like giant furnace room, and this is where like the grunting is the loudest, and you you can see this big shape sitting down. Was it in a corner or was it in the middle of a room? Where what did you right right out? in the middle of the room? Right in the middle. Right in the middle of the room. This hulking, muscle bound shape has this these tatters of like bathrobe and sorry hospital gown on it. It's like you hear this low bowl continuously even if it's not trying to give off or he or it whatever uh even if maybe it's not trying to speak there's this low rumble like a chainsaw almost from it thompson's gone we don't know sign of him you don't see any thompson when you come down here you just see the the hulking shape wade has his uh capital bolter sherman bolter out uh trained on the um hulking monster uh and uh you know he's chatting into his uh you know chatbox chatterbox like mutant acquired uh primary target not inside something like that right but that's kind of like chatter in the background when, when you step into more when you're on the threshold here so what do you do does it look like there's any way to try to sneakily get past the hulking brute well, if there's any other pipes or something i can get behind and sneak by or um, it's kind, it's somewhat shadowy, right? And but it's a large room. 
and most of it is taken out up by these enormous furnaces. You're going to have to do some like slight creative uh, squeezing and navigating. It's it's a very like awkward way of of getting through the room, uh, but it can be done if you're if if you want that. Yeah, I'd rather not fight this thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, give me a. Oh, okay. What what did you roll there? That's a nine for for coordination. I guess it doesn't matter if I ask uh, Klaus if he wants to interfere. It's going to be a partial anyway. So I think uh, you get you get through the room, but uh, Klaus is going to discover you as you are on the threshold. You know, to go past into the deeper tunnels. Yeah, uh, stand up and look. Do I recognize him? Uh, make make an int roll. Nope. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what what do you do there klaus there's this yeah there's this weirdo with i don't know does he have his gun out uh weld oh yeah probably yeah klaus smash and i come st- stomping right at him and i'm running down the way i hope thompson went hoping i can leave the big guy behind hoping he's not so fast this is not really like an open area so it's not like you're in an open field, one trying to outpace the other. So I'm I'm going to say int here to navigate in such a way that uh, you might confound poor... Uh, that would certainly be my plan to keep uh, obstacles between him and me. I'm at minus one int. Right. When it's int for him, you can interfere. You can interfere with uh, something like physique or strength even to like propel yourself quickly like got an eight. Ooh, yeah if you manage to eke out a 10 plus there you can make him miss klaus there's some sort of tool or something i just grab and throw uh you you could easily like rip out some heavy piping and throw that's that totally doable as well uh piping i just grab a pipe and rip and there's steam coming out and i just whip it throw it at throw it at the door uh, would that be what coordination then sure oh i'm sorry jack i think i need a best Strain. Okay, strain away. Let's see if I can get myself up a little better. More chance of. Hey, you did! Right. Got me to 11. Before the minus two, so it's still a partial. The thrown pipe forces you to, like, uh, stall, um, right? You get a head start, but it's not so great a head start that you're like, you know, you don't just lose uh, Monster Klaus like that. Unfortunately, uh, he's like he's right on your heels as you're dashing in into the deeper tunnels. You know, I'm thinking of that one scene from the heavy metal movie where the guy's being chased by the hulking out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're being chased because you're hearing pipes and gangways and things like that being ripped apart as I'm hanging down the hallway because it's designed for a normal size human. I'm not normal size anymore. You hear the sharp. And kind of hollow reports of the bolter firing after firing after Monster Klaus. Uh, Klaus, give me a, I think, give me a dex. Just, uh, and this is not something you're necessarily aware of. Oh, coordination, yeah. yes. This is not something you're necessarily aware of, like, but this is like, are you fast enough just going after Wade, uh, Weld, not Wade. I should, I should have chosen a different name for him. Oh, you know what? Hell, this is worth it's worth spending a spending a uh, a a strain point because Klaus is angry now. Oh, that's a full success then. Okay, excellent. So there are some ricochets and and sparks and such, but uh, uh, Monster Klaus is not uh, not struck. Damn it, Wade! Can't you keep that thing off me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now we're in this like horrifying cat and mouse 
mouse and monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, we're now we're in like a like a coordination type. You know, who's who's just playing faster or or more dexterous, like able either to react and reach the other or get away. Tell me what I, I mean. Okay, so th- th- this hulking shape is right on your heels. While these service tunnels are kind of, uh, smallish and cramped for, um, they don't seem to be much of an obstacle. So what's your plan here? What do you do? Okay, I think there's time I got to use. You know, I'm lucky. So once per job, avoid a bad outcome and get away scot-free. All right, okay. So let's say we can, we can read. Normally, I would use this on but I'm, I'm totally fine with like doing it before one as well. I mean, since it's a once per session thing. So describe to me, and you can both uh, like add details, like what kind of luck happens that allows you to get away scot-free from Monster Klaus not being maimed and murdered by Monster We're in steam tunnels, so I bash a pipe, and guess what? It's full of steam and blows hot steam in, in Klaus's face, and he goes, ah! And that gives him enough time to find that one exit door to get the hell out of there. <laughs> the stairwell is right there. <laughs> But is the stairwell up or a sta- or or a stairwell down? Well, it would be both, I suppose. If if there, well, if there are more sublevels, it would follow. You said sewers are sewers are below. It could be an access way to the sewers. Could be that too. So you manage to to uh, dash away when the steam pipe bursts and sprays um, hot steam all over poor Klaus. Um, and then you hear more reports from the bolter. And yeah, Klaus, there's some angry ant insect nettling you from behind. I grab that steam pipe, rip it off, and throw it at the angry ant. <laughs> Coordination? Sure. Of course I hit him. Yeah, of course you do. Give me a yeah, give me a D6 plus one. Okay, two. The pistol reports cease for a moment, and then they they return in a much more uncoordinated way. Uh, like before, it was fairly controlled. Now it's like boom, 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 quick, desperate. I turn and look at this new annoyance and charge it. I think we don't need to go into detail here because this poor man is horribly outclassed. Poor Wade, we hardly knew you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we see Jack Weld hang down the stairs to hear the sounds, bap, 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 and then, then a blood-curdling scream. You get away. Now, if you want, you can say that you get away to a point where... Um, like you get to safety, and that could be that could be down, it could be up, it could be meeting up with the other agents if that's your preference. Do you have a preference? I was hoping to find some trail of Thompson. I I think unless well, we can we can say this. Uh, I think you you get away and you get to the stairwell, and this is the direction uh, he went. So give me a mental strength, like collect yourself. And, and take, you know, stock of your surroundings after this horrible monster has tried to, you know, rip you limb from limb, pummel you, whatever. Oh, it's been pretty disturbing. Uh, <laughs> do you still have one strain? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's getting closely at end of the session anyways. Why did it spend it? Uh, just enough to get me to a partial. Partial. All right. Okay, I hate to do this, but um, I think you... You really like collect yourself, strain. <laughs> you put your last effort. You think you hear like a maybe some somebody bumping into some pipe or something further down, uh, down the downstairs, right? So you take the stairs down. Uh, you come out into like a little access area where you can access sewers, 
and like the manhole uh, inside is, uh, or it's more like a hatch more than a manhole. Uh, it's like a like a metal cover that you can fold up. That's open, and it, like steam is coming up from below, and uh, that's where the sound is is coming from, right? Maybe maybe somebody, maybe you heard like a, a shoe on the metal on a metal rung going down or something. Okay. First, I pop down with head and gun just to see if I can see anybody. I think I think you see like a shadow move away from like the landing way below. A cramped little space, and then there's an opening, uh, and it's it's kind of like this ridiculous like imagine if if sewers were gothic cathedrals kind of thing where it's like a, a gothic arch, and there's some light on the other side, so you see like somebody has just stepped away from the the rung from the lowest rung and and out into the sewer proper. Head down to follow. Uh, so you come out into like you see this it's this like enormous pipe thing which seems to be made of bricks. Uh, curved bricks, and you're on a you're on like a ledge. Uh, there's some sludge and and debris and garbage, uh, and the other side is kind of like it has this this like sediment uh, like uh, sewer stalactites and stuff on the other side, like uh, built up detritus from centuries, <laughs> like a rusty bike uh, stuck in the middle of uh, one of these shapes. Peering down the tunnel, you see somebody crossing a like a seems like a rusty bridge of some kind like a metal metal bridge it's uh dim down here except for the like occasional wall mounted little weak service light I start running towards them and i i take a uh a shot and yell don't move uh it's the intent to just uh, elicit a response okay yeah uh, yeah give me a personality 11 uh very good okay so um you see uh i think the figure is kind of like vaguely backlit by one of the uh lights on the other on the other side like there are two like ledges raised ledges either side of this enormous pipe brick pipe uh cathedral pipe (laughs) he's on the other side uh and there's this like rickety metal bridge uh crossing over uh, and he's stopped on the other side and turns and you can hear you can hear Thompson's voice. Uh, if I hear him start to speak, then I shoot. <laughs> so you say, you hear maybe like, ah, and then you're like, oh, it's him. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, he makes an exclamation of like surprised and of delighted surprise, right? And then you fire. Okay. Uh, give me coordination. Uh, I'll give you plus one, so, you know, stationary target, uh, all that stuff. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Uh, you have no more. I have no more strain. <laughs> so he ducks to the side and then the death blow, right? Stop shooting, Mr. Weld. <laughs> Try as you might, you cannot squeeze the trigger. It's the most frustrating thing. He's right there. He's in your, in your sights, but... <laughs> I turn and run back the way I came. <laughs> Their their little gadget didn't help me, so I think that's the thing, right? I think uh, I think rather that's the thing. You feel like that um, somewhere in your jostle with uh, this is the reason. I was I was think I'm suddenly thinking back to that and going, oh wait a minute. But I think in your jostle trying to get away from Monster Klaus, like one of the buds fell out, and that's the reason, right? So you you dash away. Yeah, give me a coordination roll. See how fast you are. 
And sound kind of travels down here, kind of echoey and indistinct. So it's not a guarantee that things are going to be like, it's going to be clear what he says to you. It's an eight. Partial. I, I, th I think he doesn't command you, right? So he calls out and he says, What? No pleasantries, Mr. Weld? Aren't you happy to see me again? I'd only hear half of that because I'm gone. Yeah, more <laughs> or less, right? You're dashing away. The problem is now that uh, uh, we can hear somebody enormous <laughs> uh, the axis hatch right above you. And it's this moment of like, oh, crap. I'm yeah. stuck between Mr. Puppeteer and his and his puppet. I would just keep running by that that ladder and look for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, we'll wrap it there. <laughs> Go to black, and we just hear like the the footfalls of uh, of uh, Mr. Wells' shoes uh, as he's running down the brick corridor <laughs> in the darkness. Klaus is out of the Tranquility Center. The investigation did not go super well. You got a shot at Thompson, at least. That didn't go so well. That's, I guess that's how some villains work. <laughs> I mean, having come this far, it would be very, I think, uh, there are only two more little pips on, uh, on the passenger, the kind of like madness parasite thing. Uh, and I'm going to be a little, a little open with you here. The, the other two are like the last stages be before you turn into a screaming legionnaire, which is a, a monstrous kind of... Uh, and I can make a new character, yeah. Yeah. You are probably going to be either stuck in the sewer or you're going to be hunted down by somebody or, or you're going to be taken control over by Thompson and his, and his cohorts, right? But then again, you know, I can always still make another resistance roll and squish his little head like a grape. Well, that's uh, well. I'm saying uh, we we can leave that a little like uh, vague if you want to. We can maybe bring in uh, Monster Klaus again at some point if we play this. But at at the stage he's at now, like the the after nine, there's really no going back, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. So it's basically he now becomes an NPC. Well, I'd be willing if if he were to show up again. I'd be totally willing to have you like take the reins um, for that. For the last two ticks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you can kill whoever replaces you. <laughs> well, why not? You may not have been super happy with the resolution, but at least it was a partial resolution. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see how Hank feels about lending you more resources in the future. Maybe he will a, a favor before he does anything else uh, after this little botched. Uh... Wow, this guy's a botched hit. <laughs> You made him send resources. I didn't make him send resources. I asked him for information. Uh, maybe maybe you did. Maybe you did. I, I don't know if he's going to frame it that way, but that's fair. <laughs> hey, I certainly uncovered something for him here, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there are three who are potentially still alive. We'll, we'll see next time. I'm I'm glad we got to like uh, put a face uh, and a name to... Well, a name anyway to... <laughs> A name and a voice to your capital contact uh, that was overdue. And we'll see how things are going for the, our, our poor brotherhood contacts at some point in the future. Oh, no, we, we, cannot, we cannot encourage you to be irresponsible. That, that will not go over well. <laughs> I encourage your responsibility all the time. <laughs> You're a bad influence. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure I took a dump in his office. <laughs> you weren't that far gone <laughs> oh dear god we're still recording this oh well, oh well. 
It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.